Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my beautiful guest for today is Atusa. Atusa's transformation of her own past traumas and challenges has led her to a life of service where she's privileged to support others in their healing and transformation journey. She's recognized as a shaman, transformational heart-centered healer, spiritual life guide, digital artist, poet, author, inspirational speaker. She continually reinvents herself and shares her magic in her conversations as a speaker in order to awaken the listeners to their true essence and magic inside. Her clients refer to her as pure magic, game changer, guiding light, intuitive gifter healer, best teacher and mentor. Through a variety of modalities, she lovingly guides her clients to release the past, reprogram old patterns and beliefs, and realign with their with their true nature and universal energy. Working with Atusa is a practice of self-love and becoming more in tune with oneself and the world around. She empowers her clients to elevate their lives and live in harmony and purpose. She hopes that the ripple effect of her work creates a loving experience into a shared world and experience. Atusa is also part of my new book collaboration, Return to the Mother World, Ancient Feminine Wisdom in Times of Transition. And I am so very excited to have her as one of our authors in this magical collaboration. But for now, let's focus on having Atusa's voice come through in this interview. Welcome, Atusa. Thank you so much. It's such a great pleasure to be here. And I thank your audience for joining us today as well. And I hope that they feel the love of the universe and Mother Earth surrounding them as they listen to this interview. Mm, beautiful. Such a blessing. Such a blessing to have you with us and to be blessed by the words that you just shared there. So I'm excited to see where our conversation is going to take us today. Me now, too. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> now, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I love to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you personally? To me personally, um, let me start from the place that we all, no matter what gender we're born, we all have the feminine and masculine energy within us. And that feminine energy that's in all of us, to me, is that creative force inside of us that allows us to create life in any shape or form that aligns with our heart and our true nature. And that creativity can be spoken word, it can be in the food you're cooking, and it can be in a hug that you give someone. It really can be in anything and everything. Mm, beautiful. And it certainly is in everything and anything. I love that. And I would really love for you to share, Atusa, about a challenge that you have faced on your path that's really helped you to activate this power within you. Um, I would say one of the main challenges uh, in my life 
that happened when I was uh, actually pretty much when I was born into this female form. Uh, and for me to connect with it later on in my life was the fact that, um, you know, growing up as a female in Iran, um, there is a sort of the community, the environment that you're born into. And um, I don't think it's specific to Iran. It's everywhere in the world. Um, and I'm glad to see it changing is that that female power is um, looked down upon or not appreciated as much. So, um, or looked at as weak or emotional. There are a lot of words that gets attached to it. So when I was growing up as a female, um, I always felt that I didn't have power because I was a female, that I wished um, I was... A boy. I really, for the longest time, I was uh, angry and upset that why was I born as a female and not as a male? Because the male had it so much easier in my viewpoint when I was growing up. And um, also uh, the outward appearances of the female. There was a lot that went into that. And it took a long time for me to not only make peace with the fact that I was born into this female form, but also um, be grateful and appreciate that why in this lifetime I came as a female and what it meant and connect with my feminine energy and allow that to balance out my masculine energy and bring them all together. And really express myself in, as a female in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm wondering if, if you felt comfortable sharing a little bit more about how long you lived in Iraq and what was it that then got you to move out of there? Um, it was Iran. Oh, Iran. And, uh, yeah, it's okay. I was... Um, we were there uh, until pretty much, I think I was 10 years old. So I lived uh, in Iran for the revolution, for the uh, most part of the war. And um, the reason we moved out was that um, at that point, my father wanted to uh, leave Iran. My parents were divorced when I was two. And um, he thought that by having my sister and I with him, it would give him a better chance to get visa to come to the U.S., which didn't happen. Um, So we went to Germany and, well, Austria first and then Germany. And then um, once he didn't get his visa, um, he called my mother to come and get us and he was going to find another way to come to the States. And when my mom came, you know, she's said, well, we're here. We might as well go through because we had our paperwork um, in process at that point already anyway. And so we stayed another, you know, few more months in Germany until our paperwork was finalized. And then we came to the States. Um, 
but my mom's hope for us was that um, mostly for education and uh, to have a better life, better chances. That's why um, she wanted us to come to the States. Mm-hmm. And at 10 years old, how, how aware were you of the differences in terms of culture and the expression of the feminine in first in Europe and then in the States as compared to, to Iran? Um, honestly, it didn't feel that much difference. First of all, I had so much fear at that point, fear of life and anxiety just in general. There was... Um, I grew up with a lot of that. Um, I mean, like I can even at two, three, I remember that how much fear I had and it just, everything in my life exaggerated that fear. Um, but the building blocks of that difference of, you know, as a female, um, again, say going back that I didn't even want to be a female. I wanted mm-hmm. to be a male because I always thought that they had it easy in the clothes they were wearing and the, you know, there was an expectation of a female has to behave a certain way, look a certain way. Um, and I didn't see males having those challenges. So that didn't, was the same for me in Europe. I didn't feel that to be different. Um, in Europe, mainly, to be honest, it was for me more of a survival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, when we came to the States, uh, it was more of challenges of how they viewed me um, as an Iranian. It wasn't a, more of a female, male but more as where I was from because of all the news coverage and everything that people had heard. So um, the way they looked at us, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't very pleasing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, but then later on, as I grew up in the States, um, it was still the same challenge of not wanting to be a female um, or it moved into now I have to be a strong female. I have to show force. I have to show my power. And it was, um, there, it wasn't, I lost the soft feminine, um, uh, and the energy I was showing. So it was, you know, in the form of the study I chose to go, the field of study I chose. The work I was doing, all of it was to show a more powerful female in terms of force, not in terms of love, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing a bit more about that. And what would you say was the divine meaning or hidden blessing in these challenges that when you went through from from very, very early on in your life, now that you're on the other side of it, or at least see it from a bigger picture perspective? Uh, the Receiving all those challenges for me was to realize that the first thing was I'm safe. I'm always safe. It didn't have anything to do with me 
being a female or male in this lifetime and really appreciating then um that now that I'm safe and everything that has come to me in this lifetime has come to me as a gift, even this coming into this female existence was a gift. And then tapping into that gift of being in this female form, which realizing again, going back to what I said earlier, that we all have that female male energy, feminine, masculine energy within us, and finding a way to balance that within us then allowed me to express myself more freely in how I wanted to be, you know, even physical appearance, uh, behavior, and then also then expanding into my creativity and how I want to create life and then even expanding it further and realizing that this life that we're all here to experience, no matter what gender we're born in, is to go inside and tap into that unconditional love, our heart, and then allowing that to flow out into the world. And that's the healing. That's the healing that we're all here to experience and to heal this world is to go inside and tap into that unconditional love, tap into our heart and heal ourselves. And by doing that and allowing that to flow, the, you know, the ripple effect I talk about a lot is it just naturally comes out to anyone that you even a stranger that you might smile at, it just that energy flows out into the world and heals this world that we're together, we're sharing this space. Mm, that is so beautiful and so very true. Um, and I love how you said that together we are sharing the space. And that that is really the bottom line of of everything that we I think as co- as a collective as humanity are kind of learning <laughs> at the mm-hmm. moment, both in terms of the devastation that's taking place on our planet in so many ways, but also in terms of this growing awakening to the understanding that we truly are all one, and. That doesn't just relate to human beings, that relates to everything that's alive on our planet, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Mm. I always uh, say the best healing you can do uh, for yourself is to spend time in nature. That's the best medicine because not um, usually when people go out in nature, not everyone, but a lot of people that go out there, you know, they got their headphones on and or they're with the friends and they're chatting and they're not really connecting. But if you spend time in nature, just connecting with it, not as a form of exercise, not as a form of meditation, but just connecting with that the animals and it gives you an understanding as well of who we really are and lets you see that safety that I was talking about earlier, the connection that we all have and that 
sort of there's this circle of life that everything that's coming to us, we all have whatever we need and whatever we need is coming to us. And the best teacher is going to be nature, just connecting with it, with the trees, with the animals. Um, You know, if you're sitting by the river, that river is giving you lessons, the air, the wind, everything. Yes, so very true. I was just sitting in my garden earlier this morning and uh, really vividly just connecting with with the leaves of the trees mm-hmm. and how beautiful it is to watch them just, you know, move with the wind and each, every single one of them in their own unique ways. And, and they're all telling their own story as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, Atusa, could you share a little bit more about um, the the balance between the masculine and the feminine energy within ourselves that you've already mentioned a couple of times? How how do we start to cultivate that balance within ourselves in a in a practical way? Um, first, making peace with whatever form you're born into. I think that's the main thing. And then letting go of the outside expectations and um, the rules that has been set as what a male should be, what a female should be. So letting those rules go and making peace with your physical form and then starting to see your life for I'll give you an example it might be easier that way so for me because I didn't want to be in this physical female form and um, all the physical things that went along with it of what I was expected how I was expected to look like behave as all those things I went into uh, and I looked at masculine as you know, the physical strength and mental strength. So I uh, chose a job. I chose a job that was electrical engineering. At that point, it was predominantly male. And um, even the work environment, everything, it was that masculine energy. It wasn't about creativity. So I lived most of my life based on other people's expectations of what it was supposed to be. Even uh, the feminine movement, I think, uh, what I gathered from it was that I needed to be a strong female. Feminine means like, you know, I got to show force and not take whatever man is saying. So there was this fight. Everything was about a fight and resistance. But then when I let that all go and I started loving myself and loving my body, it wasn't about any of the rules anymore and what people wanted from me. It was what I wanted to express and how I wanted to express myself. Um, And then forgiving myself even, uh, that was a big part of it. Um, Forgiving my male side uh, of my body because, uh, you know, I had let that come and run over the female side in a way and I gave it all the power and, um, forgiving, uh, you know, 
myself for not allowing my female side to come out. So a lot of forgiveness work and then allowing those energies to balance out. Mm, that's beautiful. And I love how you brought in the forgiveness work as well, because I think quite often we tend to forget about that part and we just kind of either bury what we have taken our bodies through or how we've lived our lives, whether it's from a masculine or a feminine um, dominance um, and uh, or often don't even think about the need for that inner forgiveness work. And mm -hmm. I think it is so very vital for all of us to, to see the need for that and to actually start to do some of that forgiveness work for ourselves. Yes, forgiveness is big. Forgiveness, um, I had to definitely forgive myself, forgive, ask forgiveness for my body. Um and um, just the uh, different parts of me and how I had forced myself to be a certain way. So there was, and forgiveness, everybody says, well, I forgave, uh, but forgiveness comes in layers. So be gentle and kind with yourself as you're going through that process, because it really does happen in layers. It's not just because you peeled one and that's it. So be patient, be kind, be loving to yourself as you're going through that process. Mm, that's a really beautiful pointer there. Thank you for mentioning that as well. Now, Atosa, you, you've shared a lot already in our, in our short time together. And if, if our listeners wanted to find out more about you, get to know more about your art and the work that you do, what's the best place for them to go? Uh, the best place is my website which is my first name, last name, altogether.com, atusaraision.com. And on there, you have links to my social media as well. My uh, All my information is on my website. So I would say that's the best place to start. Beautiful. Thank you for that. And I understand you've got a gift for our listeners as well. Uh, yeah. So um, if they go to my YouTube channel, uh, there are variety of meditations that I have on there. Uh, one is a great grounding meditation, is a tree meditation that I give it to my clients, and um, a lot of them love that meditation. Uh, and it's broken down into two parts. Even if you don't want to do the full thing in one day, the first part of it is a good way to release energy at uh, any point of the day just take out a couple minutes and just tap the body so um and there are a lot more other uh exercises on there but that seems to be everybody's favorite <laughs> beautiful thank you for sharing that with us as well Atusa. I, I appreciate that thank you is, is there anything else that's kind of arising for you in this moment that you feel really really needs to be shared with everyone love yourself and we have uh changed the meaning and definition of love um we have come to change the definition that love is reserved for certain people and it has to be a certain way and if you love someone once and then they do something you don't love them and you love someone else I look at that as like and desire. 
love, unconditional love, it can be extended out to everything and everyone. And it starts by you unconditionally loving yourself. So Mm -hmm. go deep and start there. (laughs) And then we come full circle back to the forgiveness practice for that Mm -hmm. unconditional love to really start to shine through for ourselves first and foremost. Mm -hmm. So yes. Beautiful, Latusa. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing about your story and about your wisdom. So many golden nuggets that we really could have talked about for hours on this show as well. So really appreciate uh, all that you do and all that you are. And I'm looking forward to creating some more magic with you in the future as well. Thank you, Emmy. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for your audience for listening. And I am so excited for our book. Mm, me too. Thank you, Atusa. Now, just for a moment, let's focus our intention and our awareness on this beautiful and loving energy that's been activated during this interview. And imagine sending this energy to everyone and everything on our planet. So remember that we are all truly one. And that the more of us had the courage to step into our sacred feminine power in all its unique expressions, the more quickly our planet will also ascend and heal. Thank you so much for listening.